Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The Late Lunch, brought to you by Blackstone Motors Summer Sales Event. Get low as can be, APR, zero deposit, and finance arranged within four hours. There's never been a better time to get to Blackstone Motors, Dundalk, Drogheda, or Cavan. You're very welcome to Friday afternoon's Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. Coming up over the next couple of hours, Leon Blanche looks ahead to the weekend sport. We hear about a very lucky escape a Mead family had from their car on the N3 recently. Women with opinions, Kira Burke, Betty Clark and Cameron McCarthy in the house. Lots to talk about. But first today, yes, school's almost out. And if you haven't arranged it yet and you're still thinking about it and the weather is tipping you in that direction, there's only one woman to talk to today. Yes, it's Sandra Finnegan from Globe Travel. Sandra, great to see you again. Good afternoon. Jerry, great to see you. Thank you Poor very much. Mammies for of Ireland. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, the schools go out next week all over the place, and and the word is th- there's still plenty of availability. There's still plenty there. availability there. I think the Irish people thought we were going to get the same summer we got last year, and we're holding off. And this week we have been inundated with mammies who do not want to put up with kids in rainy situations for six to eight weeks. Okay, so what have you? What would you say at this late day? Is Spain like Spain is a great destination? Uh, Spain, the Greek islands, Turkey, Portugal, fantastic values still out there, Jerry. Even for high season, there's offers there standing around 4.99. The campsites, believe it or not, are still available. Uh, the main ones uh, like Cambrils Park, Butterfly Park and Lake Garda. Um, Croatia has become really, really popular with campsites as well. So plenty still out there, Jerry. So it's uh, not late if you think that, you know, we're into the end of June now and July and August to come. There's lots of availability the out there. The that may be late, Jerry, is the passport people and they're still running at the last minute. The Unpust passport service has now gone to five weeks and the online passport service has gone to about two weeks where it was a turnaround of two days. So if you haven't got that passport and you're planning on travelling this summer, please, please do it this weekend. Okay, no time to be lost there and the availability is there. Let's talk about uh, campsites for a moment because you mentioned Butterfly Village and I am just back from Lake Garda last week and we're going to talk about that in a moment and the city of Verona as well. Um, What a popular campsite Bella Italia is because we had a drop off there and lots of families heading in that direction. Huge, huge site, Jerry. Why is it so popular? It's so popular because the facilities on site 
and you're very close to Garda land as well. So there's everything, you know, you can go off as a family, cycle around the whole lakeside. Um, you know, if you want to, you don't even need a car when you're there. That's the one big benefit of that area. You're close to Pescara as well. So lots to see. The on-site facilities, the kids will never be bored. Great children's clubs. And the parents can have a bit of a rest when they're there too. And they're lovely little... They uh, have bungalows, bungalows and, mobile, yes. and mobile homes on site yeah. as well. So yeah. both are available yeah. there. And they have apartments there as well. The apartments are probably the better standard of all the accommodation on site. And then, as we said, for people who do want that huge site, Butterfly Park is a perfect option. But they are all mobile homes, no camp, no uh, bungalows or apartments. On uh, Butterfly yeah. Village, is that but what it's called? Yeah. Very, very high standard, decking, air conditioning, you know, home from home, really, really good standard. Security on those parks there. First class, Jerry, And they pride themselves on that. In that. You will not, I don't think I've ever heard of a crime rate, break-ins, you know, everything is geared towards families. Absolutely perfect. And uh, Sandra, just another thing, when you mentioned Butterfly Village, uh, uh, Bella Italia uh, on the shores of Lake Garda is big. There's no doubt about Mm -hmm. that. If you have smaller children, are you nearly better looking at the butterfly? You're better there. There's more room in the pool area for them. It's not as as hands-on. It's more relaxed, more chilled out, but still with good facilities. And the flights, the great thing about this is it's North Italy. It's not a long flight for children. Not at all. It's two and a half hours. And people think, oh God, do I have to start packing sheets and towels and all this? You don't. When you book your holiday, we encourage you to uh, book the pack involved in it. Even if you're taking babies with you, you can get the high chair, you can get the travel mats, you can get the travel cot. Everything is included at very low prices. So besides uh, Italy, we we're going to talk about at the moment, France is a very popular camping destination as well, Absolutely, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. Particularly towards the south of France. And probably the biggest seller of them all is Spain. The area of Salou, around Cambrils, that whole area is really, really popular. Uh, two fantastic sites there, Sanguli and Cambrils Park, huge sites with great facilities. Keep uh, the questions coming to us. I have a couple for Sandra already. If you want to get in touch or ask her anything holiday-wise, 086-1800-658, WhatsApp or text, so you can call in on 1850-715-958. If you are staying at a camping park, would it be better hiring a car or uh, does it have everything else included? Well, you mentioned everything else in terms of... Depends on the site that you go for, Jerry. So that's a lot of things you need to factor in. Um, transfers to some of these resorts, depending on how far the airport is, can be costly. So, you know, if you're within 20, 25, 30 kilometres from a site, you're better off taking a taxi or pre-booking a transfer. If you're looking at 100, 120 kilometres, it's well worth looking after a car. But the amount of clients that we keep stressing to when they're hiring a car, you need a credit card and a full driving licence over the age of 25 to hire a car in Europe. A lot of people think my debit card, a debit card, a visa debit is not acceptable to car hire companies. It must be a credit card because they put a loading on your card to cover the excess. In some cases, it could be three, five, seven hundred euro. So I've had people who arrived, they tell me they had credit cards. They didn't. They had a debit card. And when they arrive, the car hire companies won't give them a car. And if they are 
a long distance from an airport to the site, then they're badly stuck and get into very high costs of taxi transfers. So it's down to the distance you are from the campsite. Yeah. If you're within 20, 30 kilometres, you yeah. say... And, you know, if you come in and talk to us in Globe Travel, we can make those recommendations to you, okay. which sites and where you need a car. That's from. very important to remember now, folks, that credit car for, uh, you know, hiring a car. Vital. Really important. Yes. And be careful what you sign for with the credit card companies too, because they can intend to load you on with lots of extras. Okay. And you know the way you can arrange car hire on this side going on holidays? We pre-book the cars for you in advance. Oh, you're better doing that? Yeah, and we give you a fully inclusive rate and we encourage you not to take any of the extras. You can also insure the excess on your car as well and that costs about €30 to do that and that will save you the extra. Okay, great advice there, Sandra. So let's return to Italy and Lake Garden. We've mentioned the campsites there are very, very popular. I'm just back from Garden myself and I said to Sandra it'd be an opportune time to talk about it. My word, that lake has probably everything to offer you'd ever want in a holiday, I think you're it? going to retire to Italy, Jerry. <laughs> you always like come back with a smile, no I matter do. what part you hit. I do. I, think, I have to say, and I put my cards on the table, I now have just totally become smitten with Italy because I've been in a number of places and please God, I'll be granted the health and we will to, to see more parts of it as well. But it's such an amazing country. There's something it? for everybody. Mm. There's some, whether, you know, adult, child, you know, a family holiday, a romantic trip like you had, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Sandra. <laughs> I was, I have to say, I was to see Romeo and Juliet's place in Verona. We're going to come on to Verona in a moment. But back to the lake, when you think of, we stayed in Simeone in mm-hmm. in the beautiful Hotel Olivia and it was absolutely outstanding I have to say but we did this day last week we were doing the trip of Lake Garda we did yeah. the whole lake and we combined it with a guide uh, travel on the road and the boats as yeah. well on the lake but I have to say on the very north of the lake Riva del Garda Sandra Stunning. It is stunning. It's mm. one of the most stunning places I've ever been in my life. Yeah. I, I really have to say. It's absolutely yeah. gorgeous. It's but described when, as a little paradise. It is. But when you think of De Senzano, uh, Malchesni, Limone, there are so they many. They all have so much to they offer have. in different ways. They have. And, you know, the amount of weddings that we arrange for people who want to get married. And now you can see why people get married abroad with these beautiful, beautiful views. And you were very lucky with the weather, Jerry, yes. when you were there. It just came because the month before it was... And the one thing that the comment that I loved from you yesterday was when people come in, they say, oh, look, we don't want half board. We really prefer a bed and breakfast and eat out. And the hotels that we picked and select with the half board is for a reason, because the food is so good. And there's very little difference in the cost. I think you were proof of that yesterday. Absolutely. And, and I want to say that at, at times, and I've said to you, now we have done B&B as well, but mm. Italy, the Italian hotels like to sell you half board. The food was outstanding in that hotel, Livy. And yeah. if it's like that, oh my, why would yeah. you? Yeah. You know, outstanding. It really was. Uh, let's just come off Lake Garda for a second because I have a question here for me from a listener. Hi, I'm going to France in mid-July. Can you ask Sandra, where is the best place to buy Euro Disney tickets? Ah, if you call into Globe, we can sell them for you, no problem at all. Okay, so, and and a good deal there? Yeah, yeah, yeah you, to buy them in advance, we can give you the prices, yeah. Okay, I actually still have Disney tickets from the States in the year 2000, the millennium year when we went. I don't think you'll get in with them, Jerry. Well, you know, Sandra, <laughs> I still have them, because something tells me at the time, actually, when you bought them, they could be for life, but that's something, terms yeah, and conditions, yeah. I'll have to check that out, but I still have a day pass to one of the places Maybe in Florida. Maybe there was a privilege you had with Mickey Mouse, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure. And 
anyway, back to uh, to Garda because you, you say it again. You mentioned the campsites for uh, family, for romance, for uh, mature holidays, for active holidays, everything. Cycling, walking holidays, trekking holidays. You know, people just don't park their bum on a, on a lilo anymore. Mm. You know, people are active. They want to see more. And culture has become such a huge part of it. And, you know, being in Lake Garda, you can have as much culture as you like. As you said, go to Verona, do the opera. Uh, Venice, as I did mention to you, when you're only there for a week, it's a long trek to do it. If you're there for two weeks, it's a must to mm. see. It's absolutely stunning and beautiful. And particularly at the time of the year, like June, where the temperatures are not too hot, you know, you're seeing Venice at at its best. Um, the other thing to mention as well that the lake itself and this is from a you're talking to an angler here who fishes and is on water a lot in his life I have never seen with the amount of people that live around that lake and who visit the area millions the cleanliness of that lake and the water it's unbelievable. Yeah, and they protect it so yes. well. Yeah. And that's the trick, isn't it? It is the trick for sure. Now let's talk about Verona because uh, I spent a day there last week not enough, I have to say. Not enough in a day trip. I have to so go there's back. definitely another romantic break in life <laughs> for you, Jerry, to do an opera. I got my picture taken with Juliet in that courtyard for oh, the, for the lab. I jumped the queue, you know, the usual. But look, Verona as a city, amazing place. Absolutely. And I just had a look there, Jerry. the schedule of the operas. They actually start today on Midsummer's Night and they go right through until mid-September. Mm. What about tickets for the opera? The, Are they difficult to no, get? No, they're not. And they're extremely reasonably priced. You know, when you consider what we pay here to go to the three arena, it's 100 euro. These tickets start from 26 euro. Oh, my Sandra, come on. I'm telling you, Jerry, I have it printed to show you here in case you didn't believe me. Tickets start. And obviously, I know you probably used to the VIP box, Jerry, with the Prosecco. So that might be a bit more expensive. Well, I'd go a little extra to be sure. That's uncertain <laughs> when, when you mention that. But can, can you arrange opera tickets? Absolutely, Jerry. OK, no that's that's interesting. The arena there is it's a really Stunning. special place. And what I didn't know, actually, was it was built before the Colosseum in Rome. Yeah, and they're so that. proud of that there. Yeah. So they are yeah. that it is yeah. the, the oldest in the world. It's incredible. But besides that, that city has so much to offer, hasn't it? In history and sightseeing and, and shopping. And, <laughs> and, and it's, it, it certainly has that. You were mentioning credit card a minute ago. <laughs> Mine's a bit soft at the minute, but there you go. Yeah, it, it has that as well. If you were going there, say, to take a long weekend would be lovely for that city, Absolutely. wouldn't it? Absolutely. And there's direct flights every day. You know, with Erlinga. So you could do with three three or four nights. As I said to you, another lovely combination if you want to keep the culture going and maybe a little rest at the end of it. And you want something different. You could start in Verona and then take the train to Lake Como, which would be beautiful. Which is north again. And north yes. again. So you could fly into Verona and come back out of Milan that you don't have to backtrack on yourself and then go to the lake from there. And if it's good enough for George Clooney, it'll be good enough for <laughs> and you. Amal, yes, yeah. of course. Of course. But again, uh, the, 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 the direct connections from Dublin to Verona happening every single day. Um, children in Verona? more for an adult city? I would say teenage children. Yes. Yeah, if you can get them off their phones and their iPads. Uh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Because they are tuned in. They are cultural. And even for school, they can pick up a lot mm. of stuff from there. 
It's, it is beautiful, the old city there, I have to say. Another question for you. I heard Sandra mention shopping in Italy. Where should you, would she recommend for the best leather clothes in Italy? I think you're asking the right woman. She's slagging me a minute ago. I'll slag her back on this one here. Oh, I think I'd you have know. to head to Milan, Jerry. <laughs> yes, it's, it's, Milan is the regarded. Capital, it's the yes. fashion capital of Italy. You know, the top fashion shows in the world start in Milan. So, so your leathers, that is the place yeah, to go. I think if it's good enough for Versace, it'll be good enough it'll for be good you. Enough. For Yes. Yeah. Anything else to mention at this time? As you said, the schools are out now. The and schools are out. There's really some great offers there. The Greek Islands from 577, Sicily from 519, Turkey back on the radar, lovely accommodation on bed and breakfast, 399. Salou is still there at 639. Uh, we also have, um, for someone who is not a sun lover and they don't really want beach, Austria has super value at the moment all through July and August offers from about 4.59 for a week that's seven nights flights, transfers bed and breakfast and the famous 20kg bag It's a beautiful country as well Absolutely stunning and if you like a bit of hill walking or you want to go to Vienna or Salzburg to do all the sites it's a lovely alternative if you're not a beach person Okay another one for you does Sandra know anything about theme parks in the UK would you stay at them or away from them says a listener today Well, there's a lot of theme parks in the UK now. We've got Legoland. We've got um, Chester Sioux. We've got the one outside Manchester. Um, God, it's got to slip my mind. There's a huge amount of theme parks in the UK. And what do you think of them? The question there is, what's your view on them for a family holiday? Well, you know, if you say, for example, if you do London, you can do Harry Potter for a day, which is fabulous. And you can do Legoland. So you get to see two different parks over a three day period and can be done, you know, very not expensive at all. And is there accommodation like? uh, Yeah, well, you could stay out in Windsor if you wanted to do Legoland and then go out and do a day trip. Or you could base yourself in London and take the train out to both. Hmm. Another question there for you. Gardaland, I heard you mentioning it in Italy. Is it on a par with the other major theme parks in Europe? I wouldn't say it would be on the same level as your Disney in Paris. Yeah. But it would give you a good run for your money. It'll keep the kids well, well entertained for a day or two. Okay, so uh, that's uh, one uh, one to be recommended. It's close by where we were talking about there, Butterfly Village and Bella Italia as well. So time is of the essence at this stage. I suppose now when you when you June into July, uh, time is moving on. And if you want to do something, you know, by the end of August, you've got to do it. If not, you know, the next big window is October for the midterm break. But just remember, you're during these midterm breaks, you're paying premium. So if you've got eight or nine weeks in the summer, you will get a deal. And we're open Monday to Saturday. One, uh, we'll get a couple more before you finish. Uh, another question's come in. Uh, will you ask Sandra, Sandra Jerry, is it worth applying for the European health card? Absolutely. You don't, you know, you will take out travel insurance, but the travel insurance in public ho- hospitals, they don't even look for it. What they look for is the E111 card. Uh, go into the... You, it used to be in Haymarket it's now in Patrick Street and you can go in and register for there or you can apply online and it'll take about 10 days to process OK so your local HSE uh, care facility yeah, E111 or E111 and you need your PPS number and, and it's worth even if you have health insurance you're saying it, it, it's yeah, m- most of the hospitals now are not you know, private hospitals and they will automatically if you go into a clinic they will expect you to pay where if you've got the E111 it will cover you in most mm. cases. What about security around the continent and alert in Spain last week says a listener should we uh, be careful where we go to? 
We have to be very careful. Our own town is a reflection mm, on it at what the do moment. What you say? Yeah, absolutely. So, you, you know, be diligent. You yeah, know, be careful. And I, and I say it, I saw it last week. There is plenty of security presence and, in all know, the main sites. When you're sites. going through the airports at the moment, it's so confident how safe you feel, particularly the Spanish airports at the moment are first class. Okay. Causing delays, but safety is everything. If they want to give you a shout, the phone number is 0419837791. Thank you, Sandra Finnegan. Globe Thanks, Travel. Sorry. See you next month. Cheers. Drogheda District Anglers Club have their night at the races tonight in Foley's Bar. First race away at 9.30 and they're calling on all their members and friends and anyone else who loves an old race night in Flutter to join them this evening in Foley's Bar from half past nine or before if you wish and it's an important fundraiser for the club and their ongoing development activities all the excitement Louise is all excited today she's wearing the green as go well go on the Royals she is the green in the dress and she's the gold in the finger come on the Royals Meath in the Leinster final being a, a, a Meath woman are you all excited? No Why? Jerry, I only found out the other day from you that it was the Leinster final. Oh, Louise. I'm so embarrassed Come to say that. Come off it. Of course, I support them. I don't even know who's playing. Yeah, and you a great friend. I know of, David Nelson is very involved. Yes, and you a great friend of Sean Boylan's, who, That's of it. course, the legendary manager and all the success. You know, when they were going great and winning All Irelands and that, were you, were you supporting yes. them? Were you at the matches? Yes, you were down at the Fair Green for every. Bus coming home coming and the home. whole lot, the homecoming. The but they were the times of like mm. Mick Lyons and all that. Oh, way what a team. Back. What a team. But I have to say, Jerry, although I am desperate, I don't follow them anymore because I live over near Drogheda. She's a loud I woman now. I did. I was at home recently. I was going when to visit like, my when, mother's. When, when, when I give you a blessing, you'll need a blessing. That must be painful. Go <clears> on. Anyway, I was going over to my mother's and we were stuck in traffic and my son said, what's going on? And I said, oh, me, they're playing louds in the showgrounds, as I still call them. And uh, he said, all right, uh, who won? And I went, loud. And he went, yay! (laughs) And that was like a knife through the heart. And I kind of thought, well, my kids are loud and that's yeah, just it. that happens, you see. When mm. you when you live in a place, they take on the identity of that place and, well, that's the way it is. But wouldn't it be, oh no, I better not say that. I better not mention a mead loud match again. Because, uh, <laughs> we'll, Jerry, we'll, we'll I'd just, have to console you we'll, for days. We'll just go stum on that one, won't we? But I'm just thinking in your house with the red and white and the green and gold will be out someday. And the golf flag in the middle of them then. Of course, with mm. Owen, yeah. So you, and you have, you have two finals this weekend. Yes, have I? Donegal Cavan in the Ulster <laughs> final. Come on, Louise. You better listen to Leon Blanche a bit. A bit yeah, I'll be glued to him. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, Donegal, you, it could be a double for you this week. Donegal and Meath. Same uh, colours. I don't have to worry about. Same colours. One flag, less material used. Oh, you're Eco-friendly. always thinking of the environment, aren't you? Mate. It's as simple as that. Anyway, go with Late Lunch LMFM Radio this Friday afternoon. Still to come, Kira Burke, Betty Clark, and Carmel McCarthy are our women with opinions. Leon Blanche and Sport. And Sharon Byrne tells us about a very lucky escape her family had on the N3. Yes, it's that time of the month again on Late Lunch. It's Women With Opinions. And today I'm joined by Kira Burke, Betty Clark and Carmel McCarthy. Girls, you're very welcome to the show. Good to see you all again. Let's get straight to business and throw the ball in. The start of the match, the watch is on. Yes, a new gender neutral neutral school uniform policy is being introduced in a primary school in Wicklow. St. Bridget's National School in Greystones are introducing this new policy. You know about this, Kira Burke. What do you think of it? I just think it's the greatest load of baloney I've ever heard. Like, we have gender neutral um, 
uniforms. We have tracksuits. We have, like, you know, my kids have been wearing tracksuits, trousers, whatever, for for years. You know, there's been no problem. Um, and now boys can wear skirts. Who cares? Like, let them wear whatever they want. I mean, if someone comes in with a tail, if someone comes in with, um, you know, horns, I don't care. As long as they come in and sit down and behave themselves. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, let's, like... It's just been blown out of all proportion, all this gender neutral bullshit. And like I was, I told you there a few weeks ago that I had to go into, um, I was in Minute University. I actually didn't know which of the toilets to go into because there was gender neutral. There was, uh, I didn't know which sign to, there was one with a half leg down, a one, a half skirt and a leg down. And I was like, what? You know the way the skirts are for the women? And then there's a half skirt and then a, a full leg. I was like, is that for the one-legged ban or is that... I was just like, oh my God, where where, do one, where does one go now? Do you know what I mean? It has gone mad, this country. And okay, yeah, the kids are behind this effort of the gender neutral. Um, I mean, as, as we were talking about earlier, I mean, if a fella walks into the school and with a skirt on, I mean, would the shit not kick, get kicked out of him? Well, that was that was years ago. Excuse you know, my that's yeah. French. Like, I, I mean, that that was the situation years ago. The world is a changed place. We have to say that since then. But listen to this: it's a result of the school student council, Betty Clark, bringing in this. So it's the the children themselves in the primary school. They have a council there. They've made the decision, and the change in policy is coming from September. And the schools say they're aiming to make children with gender identity issues feel happy and accepted at school. Isn't that a good thing? I don't know, Jerry. I mean, it's all gone a bit mad. Is that is that is it so wrong to have a ru- rules and discipline like that? If you're a child and you're seven or eight, can you decide then at that stage that you know you want to go one way or the other? Like, yeah. are you not? Are you not? Um, are you not really putting a lot on a child to determine? Like, we're the adults; they're the children. You know, I think you're encouraging people, children, to be confused about the, their sexuality and their gender by, by, by saying a primary, bad enough secondary, fair enough, mm. the teenage, the hormones. But at primary level, it's wrong. I that, think that's a wrong. very good point, Carmel, that yeah. Betty makes there, isn't absolutely, it? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I would agree with Betty. I think it is creating confusion. Uh, also, you know... It is a load of baloney. I am all for diversity, inclusion, etc., etc. Call it what you like. But I think you do have to draw the line and say common sense has to apply. Now, I remember one of my girls went to a community college. The other two had gone to a uh, girls only school. But I, now Cathy is 37. But I remember her saying, ma'am, I can wear trousers and I went happy days wear tra- we can get your trousers she'd have a skirt she'd have trousers she'd cho- choose Alternate. what to wear and you know especially in cold weather and that you know mm. she found the trousers were fantastic but now we're turning around and you know putting a label on it I'd like boys wearing skirts hang on they wear them over in Scotland they're called kilts mm. we're, we're, we're labelling we're mm. confusing as you say Betty and also too They've said that they have this policy. Why do they not just simply have a uniform policy that says these are the items in the uniform? You wear one of these items. You must be neat and tidy at all times. End of story. Mm. Then if someone does choose to come in and wear a skirt, yeah, so be it. Do not start, you know, this nonsense. And I, it's nonsense they're going on with, you know, saying, oh, yeah, gender neutral and all that. Yeah, I was actually unsure whether it was primary or secondary that this came that this came out. But now that I read it oh, was primary, primary yeah. I just think it's ridiculous. But, like, what's wrong with just having shorts 
if the summertime can't all people all the kids wear shorts yeah. and trousers or you know like yeah, yeah. I so think it, I think it's that it's to allow boys to wear skirts personally I know from my reading mm. of it right and then they're trying to stop other children bullying them for wearing the skirts so by bringing in this you know law or regulation suddenly you know you can't be bullied I, I imagine no I'm only just surmising but you know we move on to the horrible things that happened during the week and the bullying that that poor young one suffered before mm. she died online all that it's become quite common now that younger people are bullying younger people people behind faceless keyboards and I think that's all filtering down where people are bringing in strange rules even into primary. So do you think that then coming back to this you know I I get the general sense from you you think it's ridiculous with primary children at a young age and the point back to that Betty made again this country has changed enormously and we've become a very outward-looking country and a liberal country as well. Is this just another step on the road? Well, can I just share with you, um, like, my kids will come home, they don't really care. You know, people, kids don't actually care what you are nowadays because, like, my kids come home and she's, oh, yeah, she's transgender. I said, sorry? Oh, no, we have a couple of transgenders in the school. I said, but, like, so how do you know? Oh, yeah, she was Deborah, but now she's Damien. And she wants to be identified as Damien or whatever. And uh, and I'm going, right, okay, so what does... Yeah, she's the one of the ones that wears the trousers to school and, you know, she's the hair cut short or whatever. And there are, but they don't really... They just, they just use it as a kind of, oh, yeah, that's just a matter of fact. So this is part of our world now, but the kids actually don't care. Mm. As far as, It's us that are having the problem with it. Okay, yeah. I'm wondering, is this the, uh, the the school's way of saying, well, listen, we have a policy in place to make sure that we respect all of these children, irrespective of the fact they won't have a clue what the mm. gender they are. Um, it's Is it a type of cop-out for the school so that no one can come back and say my child was bullied in the yard because they feel like they're a girl rather than a boy and you have no policy in place. Is that really what the kernel of it is about? Well, why would it come from the kids then? Do you know what I mean? If it's a, if it's if this is driven by the children in the school, um, maybe they feel that, well, you know, Johnny, who now identifies as Jenny... Uh, can wear a skirt and we don't have a problem with it. Do you know what I mean? Maybe they are living the whole thing. Maybe mm. they are living with it and they want to feel, make Jenny feel comfortable. I but, don't know. But you I, see, if there's if there's an age of consent, what is it? Is it 16 or is it, uh, you know, it was 18, it used to be 18. Abroad. Like, why are you bringing that into a seven-year-old to mm. talk about consent and sexuality and your gender? Because that all ties in together, I, I think. So you're, you're adding confusion to a young mind unnecessarily. Yes, Ella's been on and she agrees with you. She says, gender uncertainty at the age of seven. Really, she says, it's a load of nonsense. Teachers will soon be allowed to come to school naked. And there'll be something about that. Too much wrongly understood freedoms uh, are leading to a lot of other things like the bullying and the the killings as well. Thanks indeed for that comment. Um, uh, Will this mean, says Anne, and here's an interesting one. Thank you, Anne, for the comment that male teachers will be able to wear skirts. Oh gosh! I, I, well, they shouldn't. If they have a d- diversity and inclusion policy, well, yes, they well, should they have the legs for it, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs>
That's the question. Listen, you like, know, they'll have to, you know, yeah. they'll have to get the tights. And, and they'll have to get the legs waxed. You know, well, so can I just say, like, isn't it? To have to, you might put the kids off, Larry. Exactly. <laughs> but there are kids in school, in primary school, who are um, who are identifying more with the female part. Like, I know that my daughter's one who's in primary school. Like, she would have friends who would prefer to play, who are boys, who would prefer to play with the girls rather than out on the pitch yeah. but with the boys. My, my son is 30 odd and when we when he was small you'd be afraid to give a, a male child a little um, pram. You know, if there was a couple of kids mm. playing together in case, you know, oh no God, don't get him a doll. Or don't. Like I remember we were only mm. laughing about that. Yes. You know, at that age, that's 30 years ago, you, you wouldn't you, were, you wouldn't be buying your little boy um, mm. a, a doll. How for, times you? You have know, changed. Change. I want to head to our first break. We love when you join us with the girls when they're here for Women With Opinions. I'll give you the numbers again if you want to join in the conversation. We lots more to talk about very topical indeed hi I just love your programme and I love women with opinions says a whatsapp listener priests Scots Jesus the Pope monks brothers Viking warriors etc top fashion male models all wear skirts cherry who cares what children wear so long as they grow up into good and decent adults and I think that's uh, everyone would would agree with that for sure Um, Jerry there's a gender neutral child in my children's school she thinks she's a boy. They say matter of factly, and that's the end of it. They don't show any judgment, and that's what Kira Burke was saying here a moment ago. And a listener mm-hmm. saying that she's experienced what you were talking about then. Um, and somebody else says Adam and Eve both wore the same thing. A leaf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Jesus, I hope it's not leaves we're going to be wearing coming in here, Jerry. No in, in Nissan Leaf, electric. It can't be petrol or diesel, you know. You need to be a big leaf. <laughs> a big palm tree as well. <laughs> Speak for yourselves, girls. <laughs> Hold on a minute. It's 20 past two in the afternoon. Relax. Anyway, let's move on to uh, reality TV. We do know that the Jeremy Kyle show is no more after, sadly, somebody who appeared on the show, you know, uh, took their own life. Um, Love Island at the moment, making the headlines, Carmel McCarthy. Uh, w- do you watch it? No. No. End of story. I just can't abide that sort of thrash and I call it thrash I can't I, I, like I think I've probably flicked onto it by mistake and all you can see are people hopping in and out of bed with each other now some listeners might say she's pro- probably jealous but <laughs> but like I just are you Carmel are you no no all not right, that's really okay, that's not okay. really you're alright <laughs> Thankfully, my husband is at, is at a meeting. <laughs> you can listen to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I just feel that uh, there are... It's a group of narcissistic people who are so self-absorbed and all they will do... It's anything for this fame and attention and look at me and how wonderful I am. And, you know... That sort of narcissism, I can't stand. And like, to be quite honest with you, they have come across to me, as I say, any time I flicked on it, is not the sharpest tools in the shed when it comes to having a bit of brain power. And I just, no, I don't I don't watch it and the glimpses I've caught of it I don't particularly like. It's there, not my cup of tea. There's a woman watches it. I just know a woman well, of no, the world. Well, yeah, Clark. well I'd have to know what was going on you see Jerry. <laughs> just purely for research purposes. <laughs> but all I can say is it's a strange one. You see they're all very young and very beautiful 
male and female, just divine some of the male. Uh, I mean, one of them, Tyson, Tyson Fury's him. brother oh, is yes. on and he's just a vision, Jerry. You know? And Molly May, he was going with her for a week or something, sharing our bed for five days. And this Irish one comes in, Maura, Maura. and floats, you know, throws a spanner in the works. And now she's predatory you know, tactics to try and get him to kiss. And he wouldn't kiss her. So I was shocked at this. But all I can say is, is that... Is that what our young younger generation has come to? I, it makes me sad, but yet it's nothing to do with intelligence. It's all visual. It's mm. all outer. It's all. It's like that horrible program, Paddy McGuinness, Take Me Out. You know, they're, they're mm. all they all yeah. press buttons whether the person is the right size or fat or thin. It's horrible. I, mm. I, and that's really and truly. But they all talk like like like. I saw somebody else talking about this on the. Uh, hey, like I like I was like like like. They keep saying like. Well, Jerry. <sighs> Like this, and like, like so, they're all they're all Kim Kardashian generation, yeah. or the only way is Essex, false, superficial, but young and beautiful. So, so, so it's not it's unreality TV. Well, <clears throat> my four teenage daughters are glued to it, and as a result, then because the the TV is in a kind of communal living area, I'm watching it as well. So, for reach, when I actually had to leave the other night because it was that bad. It was that kind of cringy bad. I had to say, oh, girls, now, come on. This is not mm. normal. I said, this is not reality. This is not nor-. like a reality TV that is so far from reality. It's unbelievable. But then the, the top model walked in last night and, and rose the, raised the bar even more then about, uh, on looks. And, and like my four daughters are looking at themselves and, yeah, you know, the tan yeah. is going on. And, the, you know, because they're all getting tanned and they have, if you're not tanned and you haven't got your six pack as a man or if you haven't got your boobs, I think most of them actually look like they've had lip jobs, or boob jobs some kind of surgery, and yeah. uh, surgery done. Yeah, and like yeah. they're only in their early 20s. Yeah, yeah, and it's, yeah. it's, it's the perception of what girls should look like, I think. There's a whole, you know, you should have big lips, big boobs. And the amount of people that come into me, in, into my business, and I'm looking at them going, oh, get rid of those lips. Like, do you know what I mean? Like there's too many girls with shelf-like lips going around yeah, uh, at the moment. No, I would call them, they're like a baboon's rear end. Yeah. The lips are. That's the only way I can and describe it. You're not it. like that, Jerry. You're the only man in here. Yeah, look, I mean, Jerry, tell you you like, are these women woman? not thinking and trying to, to, to attract men? You know, so is there not a fault that they're all like clones? They all want to look not like the same. same. Like a Barbie no, type. Yeah. The yeah. only girl, there was a, there's a surfer and a lovely blonde girl and she's young and fresh looking and she does, she looks more natural. Yeah, Lucy. And I then think is the boyfriend is, is, uh, is, is, uh, is uh, aggressive in, in he's telling mm. her not what to do and what not to do He's he's been asked to be booted off the show because do, do the boobs you know, and so the lips not wear out after a while well probably they start sagging well no I mean as women I'm looking at them going oh god you've really ruined yourself now like yeah. I actually think that they were better before they had them on yes. had but them you're, you're not a 25 year old male exactly hormonal male no but I'm not a, tw- I'm not a 23 year old girl who's feeling insecure about herself either do you know what I mean? Like, there's so many girls out there that feel that that's what they should be doing, and it's but, awful. But this Mara is going to she's going to make a million euro on blogging um, mm. cosmetics. There's waiting for her this contract when she comes out mm. of the. So they're, they're all on the road to stardom, yeah, success, or whatever. But what about the guy? There has been a suicide from the Love Island uh, over the, in the last few years mm. um, because the fallout after this. Some of them, some of them remain semi-famous, but the fallout for a lot of them is that they are fame for six months and then 
Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Absolutely nothing. But I'm worried if what you say, you have four young women mm. that you're responsible for. Yeah. And if they're influenced, they would be uh, a reflection of most of the young women of that other age, young men. Yes. yes. Yeah. So therefore, it is having an influence and an influence that, you know. Well, I'm looking at them and saying, OK, so, you know, what are they say? I oh, know it's a bit of a laugh, ma'am, or, you know, it's not it's not real. It's not. what. And I said, well. You know, look at their bodies. Like, they're all bodies that you, you know, you would aim for. But none, well, very few of them are actually real. Mm. You know. Mm. Listen, let's move on. We're on the longest day of the year, the 21st of June. Mm. I got up this morning, oh, the sun was shining. Today oh. is the longest day, day of the year. Let me tell you that today yeah. we have 17 hours of daylight. And I was just looking, on the shortest day, the 21st of December, we have only seven and a half. So there's a big swing, mm. you know, when you think of the dark yeah. winter days and mm. the influence yeah. that yeah. has on yeah. everybody. Yeah. But what about this land of no time, Carmel McCarthy, this island off Norway? Yeah, that they because they have a kind of permanent daylight during the summer and the kind of darkness during have, the winter. They have 70 days where yeah. there's no sunrise or sunset, sunset at this time of the year. It's yeah. just light the whole time. Yeah, it's it's really strange, but they want to do away with time. Completely. Yeah. No time. You can get up in the morning at four o'clock and cut your grass. Yeah. The neighbours... <laughs> <laughs> well, they're probably all up as well. Yeah, they yeah, don't want. Time, then you'd be all. You'd but you'd be up all the time. Yeah, yes, you could. You so could you'd be wrecked, you... like you'd be burnt out. Well, you know. Well, this is this is where I'm confused with it because I don't t- think the circadian rhythms of the body yeah. could could deal with this. The confusion of not knowing where you should be. Yeah, and but do you not think that's where kind of uh, Da Vinci and all these you know years by they have they created like a time the time so that we would be able to conform into a certain rest time of yes. the day and yeah, re- yeah, and, yeah, and, and, yeah. and wake time. Yeah, I mean there has to have been some studies to say, oh my God, there are bats up there and in, in, in that's right and places because like that. Da Vinci measured the respirations of the body against the ebb and flow of the tide and that's yeah. how he came up yes. with this with the concept But could of we time. manage as a society yeah. without time? You yeah. know the way you have to be here for this from two to three on this Friday. Well, how could society function well, without well, time? You know, time is man-made, obviously, the, the yes. whole clock. Um, 
I don't think as a large group of people, which, you you know, in a community, in a society, you have to have regulations mm. where people can go to, to school, to work, to on the roads, to hospital. If you had no time, how would you how would you have a system of regulation? So it's all about it's all about keeping us, you know, like zombies, Jerry, the matrix, keeping us all don't think too much, go along, live, die, do lots of work. That's why the Illuminati are the richest. You know, we're getting really heavy here. But, you know, it's all to do with keeping the, the, the society at a level of humdrum go along. Or Yeah, yeah. Well, but like, don't, don't we need it? We, we do to an extent. It's like, it's a little bit like Mar- um, the clock and time is a bit like, you know, the way the church created marriage and how mommy and daddy and kids and family. And, you know, now we're having the breakdown of that whole structure. And is it working in life? Do you know what I mean? Mm. If we had a breakdown of time and no time, it would be chaos. Yes, I think it would. So these man-made things were kind of made for a reason. Mm. You know, and there's lots of... You could be here all night. What time is the Leinster final on Sunday? Sure, any time you want. Yeah. (laughs) Come How on. do we get the team together? You know, <laughs> the bus is leaving Navin at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. We might be on the air with the match at nine o'clock tonight, but you better stay tuned because it could be two in the morning. Yeah, yeah. do you know what I'm saying? Like I'm being morning. facetious, but yeah. that's the reality yeah. of it. They have to replace it with some other with something. Yeah, yeah. It's well, a very I'd say sundown in yeah, Iron Age or Stone Age people. Sundown was probably right, lads. Let's stop working. I will sit down for a tea. Yeah. And yeah. then, okay, so that's the first time. Yes. And then it started going along. So, like, when you have, say, situations like that island where you have 70, was it 17 hours of... Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's only a few hundred people on that island, yes, isn't there? Yes, so, 309. Yeah, there's yeah. a small yeah. population, less yeah. than 400, yeah. and yeah. they yeah. have that 70 hours. Some people would say in the west of Ireland this actually applies but at the moment. Yeah, yeah. There is no time. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know, well, people are that laid back. back. Well, you, maybe, maybe we'd be all much better off. <laughs> well, yeah. there has to be time now because, ladies, look at the clock it's time to take a break <laughs> again again <laughs> women with opinions late lunch this friday afternoon 086 1800 658 for your comments Carmel mccarthy kira burke and betty clark are offering their opinions on women with opinions on late lunch this friday afternoon let's move on the anna creagel case uh, has been in the news all over the place everywhere this last week and we've talked about it on late lunch earlier in the week with shane dunphy um when you look at the scenario Carmel, of two 13-year-old boys being convicted of murder. It really is a shocking scenario to try and contemplate. What do you think are, what are the learnings we should take from this? I suppose the learnings as parents are to have responsibility for your children. And I don't care if parents have to get in the cars and follow their children to see who they're, where they're hanging out, who they're hanging out with. Like, I reared four, and I wouldn't name any of my four as to which was the worst or which was the better, but I kept, uh, you know, a, a short choke chain on them because but also I told them like what was right what was wrong I was very clear on that what they could get away with what was fun but what was clearly you know uh, you know not tolerated and the people that they'd hang around with too what I didn't tolerate as well and uh, like it's only now that they reflect on it saying you know what mum we thought you were an awful little rip at the time but 
you were right, you were right, you, and you gave us the values. Like, have we broken, Has have the values broken down? Are the values not being instilled in the homes? And, like, kind of respect. It, let's not even get too complicated when it goes to, you know, the sordid things that happened to poor Anna. But the fundamentals of respect no longer exist in a lot of homes. We are not drilling that into our children. We're not saying... No, you can't do. Even down to a simple thing, if a child goes into a shop that they're taught to say please and thank you. These are simple values, but they are character building. And we have got to do that. And like to any parents who are rearing teenagers out there, follow them. Check what they're doing on, on the internet. I don't care if there's World War Three on the kitchen floor. You are the parent and don't try and blame society because that is an easy cop out. Bertie, do you want to uh, take that on there from Carmel and, and what she well, says? I suppose what I felt was a, a, a terrible sadness for that poor girl in that how lonely she must have been to be bullied. That from you know, I, I found I couldn't listen to it when it was, you know, not this week but before that. I kept putting it off uh, when it was ongoing trial. I just found it terrible. This week now it's out and, and more. Uh, I think the internet. I keep I'm always saying that, but the, the, the regulation on the internet, Jerry, there has to be something done about that. Like the images and the things that were that, that these chaps were accessing and yeah, had. we were just saying from probably yeah, 11, yeah. 12 you know, years so of age, like, this graphic yeah, stuff. Yeah, do you know what I'm saying? So, so surely there should be some sort of legal Mm. Uh, legislation, regulation, uh, you know, that it can't be a free-for-all. Yeah. Because, I mean, I know parents, yeah, you do have to watch what your children are doing and all that. And it's a different world than when I had my son. He's 30, you know, so, I mean, it's different now, to, you know, 20-odd years later. But um, still, parents can't be re- uh, uh, beside their children 24-7. They can't be at their phones. They can't really, you know, genuinely, you can't, much as you might. So, surely there has to be some, I know, Leo Varadkar's talking about bringing something in and I really But this is a worldwide thing yeah. it needs to be brought yeah, in in I mean, the world It does, it does but, but building on what Carmel said she's talking about the responsibility parents I do agree that's another angle that you're taking there the regulation and the accessibility just, to yeah, all this yeah. stuff you but see, come back to that point that Carmel made there I want to talk about this right from wrong right from wrong you know you, you can't be with your children all the time Betty but surely you can in, inculcate that into your children yeah but you see if, if, if a child I mean we're all influenced by what music we listen to what films we watch who our peers are whether you're 17, whether you're 7, whether you're 70, it is all, it, it's all, you know, who and what you're, you're taking in every day. So if you're 11 or 12 year old boys in, in school, in classes, what are they all watching on their phones? What are they all talking about? What are they, what kind of movies? Like, there's never, I, I feel there's never been as much, um, aggression to women, you know, violent attacks to women over the last, say, 10 years. I, I, I'm shocked at the amount of women who are murdered and who are, you know, raped or abused. You know, so that all has filtered down to, through society, Jerry, right down to 13 year olds. As a society, we've accepted these things more. And again, this is what you're looking at on the television, on the internet. You know, it's not a, it's not just a, 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 your right parents, but it goes out to societal what you're accepting as respect, um, or right or wrong. Mm. So, yeah, Kira, Kira, what do you feel about the well, I feel, what we're talking about here yeah, and, and feeling, addressing it? Yeah, well, I just feel that uh, there was clearly two boys here who had way too much access to the internet, porn, 
Um, you know, like you may laugh, but, you know, all of these PlayStation games, Grand Theft Auto, you know, all of those violent, um, violent PlayStation games that kids are addicted to and they're over 18s games, but they are being given access to by parents to young boys at the age of nine and ten because their their young boys are begging for them and saying all oh, the lads have them so they they submit you know they give in to them and then they are getting I mean I see it all the time there's like massive access being given to young boys especially in their rooms they prefer their kids to be in their safeness of their house rather than out on the street playing. But they do not realise that they have access to a world of violent sex and you do not know what your child is looking at in on in the safety of their own bedrooms because it is worse. You would be better off having them on the streets of Drada, Dulik, wherever you are because you know what? If they are out of line they might get the shit kicked out of them and they, they would tow but they don't have that. They have their minds. They are getting educated by complete strangers. They are learning about sex through porn. They are learning about violence through games and they haven't had the the energy outpouring or the energy outburst so they have all this pent up energy and anger because if you look at a child who has spent five hours on a playstation and then they're told right you're not doing it anymore you have to have a break they get violent they actually get violent and and this is where it's all coming from I don't I don't Carmel I just want to go back to because Olivia has been on to say Jerry. Carmel is 110% right. Everything she says is totally correct. Please, please, parents, listen to what Carmel McCarthy had to say today. It's down to you uh, to set the guidelines and rules for your children. And that, thank you for that, Olivia, mm-hmm. uh, coming into Carmel. Carmel, just to come back and recap yeah. on this uh, before we finish up. You know, there's two, we're hearing two things, two aspects of this. You know, the regulation and what's available, the, the parenting as well. But I want to come to one thing, the victim, Anna, and, and the victim. And, and you know, ad- advising your children, right, there's the one size, there's the perpetrators we've talked about. What about victims telling young girls, young boys, you know, to be careful. I know it's I, I feel so sad, I have to say that, for the whole case and particularly mm. for Anna and Anna's parents. I mean, it's just heartbreaking. It doesn't bear thinking about and but the boys' parents and the to boys be, to, to yeah, be honest. Because, I, I know I mean, there's a few families devastated yeah. here. And but again I go back to, you know, the parents at the other side taking the responsibility, but sadly, as I say, a few uh, a few families devastated. But I mean, I I honestly do feel that when again we're telling our kids right from wrong, we're telling girls be careful out there because I don't care what you say. Whilst you might say a girl has a right to go out and wear what she wants, but you've got to look after yourself. You've got to watch out for yourself. It's not in the ideal world. Of course, you can go out and wear what you like. But if you have the likes of these uh, young guys out there and they uh, are looking at this vile stuff on the internet, then you are going to be their, their next victim. Because remember, as they are putting this you know, this uh, this hor- horrendous uh, data into their brains. They're 
conscious and subconscious is conflicting. But, you know, our subconscious does not know the difference between fact and fiction. Mm-hmm. So that, that then they will start to relive it. As I say, we could sit here for a day yes, and discuss about it. that. But it is but a it good is, point to yeah. make. You can be damn sure that they're not coming down to their parents to discuss what they have just seen upstairs. Oh, no. Because they are not, they're going to be, first of all, embarrassed. They're not going to say, Mom, I'm after seeing this. What do you think? I mean, some maybe the odd child might who has a very good relationship with their parents in terms of that kind of stuff but 99% of young lads are not going to tell their parents that's what they've been watching and what do you think what do you think mum and dad could you you tell me is this right or wrong they're not going to do that but like I can remember my son is 25 but like at some stage uh, when he was probably in his mid-teens saying he wanted a particular uh, Xbox game and I checked it out to say that's uh, over 18s just but everyone's getting it I said it's not coming into this house and I said don't think about borrowing a copy off anyone because it'll go in the bin and like he knew when I said no I meant no and it wasn't coming into the, the unfortunate house. thing now is yeah. on that little device that I have there you, you can, can get any Xbox yes. game access anything in the world and when yeah. you get one thing it leads you to another and God yeah. knows where it ends up we were talking earlier girls about the land where time doesn't exist that they want to abolish time even the listener said have you ever been to an A&E, Jerry? Don't think there's much time there either. I hear what you're saying. Thank you indeed for your comment. Um, I really don't think it matters, says a listener, what people wear. Those days are gone when stereotyping was happening. People need to get over the gender issue and see who people are not for, not what they are. Who they are, not what they are. Uh, life is too short to put people into boxes. One box fits all, really. Nowadays, children are brave enough to say different is okay. Thank you indeed for that comment there. Vera's been on to say, I'm really enjoying the girls as usual, Jerry. Uh, would it be a good idea to have some form of self-defence taught in schools? It would help them for life and it should be made compulsory. Thanks indeed uh, for that, Vera. Another one there today, uh, it says, um, I'll come to that in a minute, I just want to read it, just make sure I read it right and do it justice. Let me just skip on to something else I wanted to mention to you while you were with me today. Short answers, please. Do you agree with the proposal to give Irish citizens abroad a vote in the next presidential election, Betty Clark? No. No. They don't live here. What, 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 they've, they've chosen another country. Good luck to them. Thanks very much. Why would I be voting? Why would I want to... to why, why should they have a say? Let them come home and live here and then they can have the say. So, no. I agree. I think no. Um, like I mean, in in the seventies, when um, in America, when we had um, the funds for the IRA were coming hot and heavy from America, like we would have had a Sinn Fein government um, probably run by the IRA for twenty years. So, um, I think absolutely not. There's a, a rose tinted glasses about uh, a lot of the matters going on in Ireland, and if you're not living here, you don't really know what's going on. Carmel, have you a different view for us? Yes. <laughs> uh, I sort of suspected you'd give them the vote, would you? Ah, uh, yeah, I would. Now, it's just in the presidential election. Yes. Um, would you be biased now? Would you be biased? I, I would, because of a daughter exactly. in New Zealand. Of course I would. <laughs> but then she's chosen to live in New Zealand. Yeah. Uh, hang on, hang Gallagher on. Gallagher would have been elected. They've got one more vote. She, I, I joke, I She joke. left here when, like, OK, she had finished the degree and said, I'll go off and do a year. And then there were no jobs to come back to. So, I mean, she she went from Australia to New Zealand and then was able to get work over there. She would have been sitting, like, filing her nails had she come home. So it wasn't, 
a hundred percent of a choice. So I think uh, she was born here. She has already paid taxes here. All belong to her and all before her have done the same. She's entitled to her vote. She's an Irish citizen. Because I was born in London, Jerry. I was born in London. Uh, whenever years ago, whenever you went to London, so me and my brother were both born on Tottenham will Road. You vote for so there you are. Well, I be, will I go, go for Boris now? Because, yeah. Boris or Jeremy Hunt. Has she got a vote in New Zealand? Um, yes, she has now because she has residency there. So she's chosen to get residency? She's chosen to get residency because it gives her the option to come home and then if she could she's get a job at home mm. uh, then she can go back. Go so back she's legal. Well. Have your bread yeah. and your cake and eat it, Jerry. No, come on. Yeah. I don't, no, I she, think, needs, I think she deserves her vote. Has Carmel no. not, she's convinced me. No, no way. No. I'll go with Carmel so that's two, two. <laughs> so it's something about Jerry, you're so democratic. An interesting comment on the hold anacreasial case from a listener. If today you say no to your child, they'll call Childline and accuse you of being neglective or abusive. I, 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 listen, I said no and I was told, now this is probably going back 20 years ago, I called Childline and I said, wait, I'll put it on speed dial for you. I was threatened with that as well. Yeah, I, I said, course. I'll give you the taxi now, the taxi yeah. money you can get. You can go straight there now. Like I you, said, yeah, here's Tusla, ring them and they might take you off me, my hands. I said, that's great. You're up for adoption, no problem. Where yeah, myself. Off you go. So <laughs> don't let a threat like no. that worry you. That is no. the tail that's wagging the saying. dog. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The Climate Action Plan, interesting, I've had Tom on from Dundalk to say, Jerry, just a comment about green energy. Is the wind turbine at DKIT broken down again? Uh, If it is, it's a poor example on renewable energy. We'll check that one out for you, Tom. I'm not sure about that. I love it. I think it's a real landmark when you pass there. And it was put in with all the right reasons. Are you willing to pay a whole lot more, Betty, to drive your car to have a home that's really green and not using all these nasties that's polluting the world. Are you ready for I thought, this? I thought there was plenty of hot air in Dundalk. That's what immediately... What, what, you know, no, no, that's the windmill. That's a, the windmill. <laughs> There's plenty of hot air everywhere, including here today at times, I have to say. But look... Well, when it comes down to brass tax and money and even your car now, you won't be able to get... You know, they want you maybe to go electric car, but they're mm. going to have to make it reasonably priced, Jerry. It's far more expensive to buy an electric car. And what would I have to go to Mullingar? and have to recharge it so it has to be it has to be feasible you know it's one thing I do believe though I do believe that uh, we could do far more about recycling in this country mm. you know as regards say I was away recently and in, in the draw in Austria there was like three draws three, open in the kitchen and there was three three bins to put yes. in they were years ahead of us so you're even with them well, the, the, do you use it? Yeah. The recycling? Yes. Oh, mm. cut, cut the crap. Adira, <laughs> come to my house yeah, and see it, it now, just because you're living in the dark and ages, Betty, Betty. Betty, I have to tell you, I have those three <laughs> bins as well. You may guess I thought time. I was great with a big bin outside the door, and now I read I have to wash and dry everything before. So I thought I thought I was a light daft. Carmel, just rub it in. Have you the three bins? I, I don't have them, but I do I do separate rubbish and I do yeah. recycle, yeah. yeah well, no, I, do, I thought I, I did yeah, too, but, Jerry, but, but seriously, I do understand what you're saying. But Kira, on the serious business owner, owner yourself you're talking about you know what I mean cutting down reducing becoming more green well I'm very green today uh, Jerry, because the ESB um, cut me off this morning at 9 o'clock and then I got uh, I hired a generator because I knew this was happening hired a generator that didn't work got another generator that went on fire so then I had to close my business so I'm very that's green today but I still have to pay my staff and pay my taxes and pay everything else of so, course you do yes. are you willing to pay for a dearer car are you willing to pay you know 
for being penalised if your home is still run with uh, oil, central heating, okay. things like that. I live in a 200-year-old house, right? Mm. Stone built. Now, I have oil, central heating. And God knows, I have told the kids every time they're cold, put on a jumper. I'm not putting on anymore. And I would be... But people now want to walk around their homes in their shorts and T-shirts as if they're in feckin' Spain, right? But you will be if you get this new type of home where you won't need to heat and it heats Oh, yeah, no, like, that's grand. Oh, that new type of home. Yeah, that's grand yeah. if you're buying, building a new type of home. <laughs> I think but who's going to retrofit mine? I think you'll have to demolish yours. Yes, yeah, yeah, so. I I already have solar panels and I just find it wonderful, particularly when we do have a bit of sunshine. But during the summer, like, I've hot water. And I'm really excited over that. Now, there was an initial outlay, but I have them in over 10 years. I reckon that they've paid for themselves again. But having said that, I think the government has to give more incentives for people to to go with with Mm. the changes. Absolutely. We have to leave it there for today. Thank you all so much for joining me. I really do enjoy your company every month. We could have two hours next month. Ah, Sure, we'll we'll talk for uh, for Ireland. We'll start at the world. We'll start at half one. <laughs> See you, girls. Thanks a million. Thank, Thank you, Jerry. I see trees of green, red roses too. I see them bloom for me and you. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. I see skies of blue and clouds of white, the bright blessed day, the dark sacred night, and I think to myself, what a wonderful world. Friday afternoon and there's only one man for us this time every week. Yes, it's Leon Blanche, Communications Manager with Boyle Sports and three big provincial GAA finals to look ahead to. Starting, of course, Leon in Leinster with Meath and Dublin. Yeah, look, Jerry, and it's great to see Meath back um, in a Leinster final taking on the Dubs. Unfortunately, the betting would suggest that it's going to be a one-sided affair. However, I think Meath, hopefully, uh, can put it up to the Dubs, certainly for at least the first half and maybe a little bit into the second half, but they are the huge underdogs at 12-1 to 1 to pull off a huge upset and beat Dublin in this Leinster final. The dubs are 1-50 to 50 and the draw here is 33-1. to 1. But the handicap betting is where most people will be looking if they want to decide to have a little bet on this game on Sunday. The dubs minus 12, so they've got to win by 13 or more points. That's a 10-11 chance. And Mead plus 12, are available at even money. As I said, I think Dublin fans will be hoping Mead can give them a bit of a game and I think Mead fans will be hoping that they can stay with the Dubs for as long as possible. But I think, Jerry, Dublin will win another Leinster final. Yes, let's hope it's a close one. And just reminding listeners as well, we have the entire game here live on Sunday Sport on Sunday. Now moving south, old foes Cork and Kerry meet yet again. Yeah, they do. And look again, not as big a favourite as the Dubs are, but Kerry are 1-7 to seven to win another Munster final against the old foes, the Rebels. Cork are available at 11-2, to and the draw here is 14-1. Cork have come in for a little bit of support in the handicap. It started off, they were getting plus seven points. That's now come in to plus six 
at 10 to 11. And on the flip side, the Kingdom can be backed with a six-point head start at even money. The most competitive provincial final each year is Ulster, of course. And this year, Donegal in the final. They would have been expected to be there, probably. But Cavan, the surprise packets. They have been the surprise package. And it's great to see Cavan in an Ulster final. And they've got there on merit. Um, of course, they had to play Armagh twice, but they came through with flying colours in that replay. But Cavan are the underdog. But as you said... It is the most closely contested in terms of the betting. Kavanagh 3-1, to one, but Donegal, Jerry. I have to say, I've been hugely impressed with this Donegal side, and I do feel they could go quite some distance in this year's All-Ireland Football Championship. They're 4-11, to 11, and the draw here is 8-1. to one. In the handicap betting, Donegal minus 4 is 11-10, to 10, and Cavan plus 4 at 5-6. to six. This might be the closest game out of the three finals, but I do feel Donegal... They've got this firing score power that is necessary to not only win Ulster, but as I said, I think they could go very, very close in this year's All-Ireland Football Championship. The smart money in Dublin, Kerry and Donegal, but sport is a funny old game, as we know, Leon. And Let's see what the, the weekend brings in terms of outcomes. Absolutely, Jerry, and have a great weekend. You too, Leon. Talk to you next Friday. Thanks a million. You're with Late Lunch on LMFM Radio this Friday afternoon, heading towards the end of the show at this stage. But before we finish up this week, we're going to hear about a very lucky escape a Meath family had last weekend. I'm joined on the line by Sharon Byrne. Good afternoon, Sharon. Hiya, how's it going? Very well, and I'm sure you're glad to be talking to me today. We are indeed, definitely, definitely. Tell us what happened and where you were headed last weekend it was. It was last Saturday evening we were heading up to Dublin to stay for the weekend. And myself, my husband, uh, my sister and my two children were in the car. And we were driving on the M3 motorway um, heading towards Dublin. We were just, we had passed the first toll heading up towards, um, the, the near, near enough to the second one, the, um, uh, the J6, the junction, J6 junction. Um, and my husband um, noticed there was smoke coming from the back of the car. So he immediately pulled in. Um, and as he got out of the car then, obviously my sister got out and then she opened the door for me. I was in the back and I got out and we seen that the bonnet was on fire. And when we looked underneath, the, there was there was um, fire dripping from underneath. So he, we just grabbed the kids as quick as we could. And my husband whispered to me, said, look, that's going to blow. So we just, the kids were panicking. So we just kept walking as far and far away from the car as we possibly could. And within minutes, the fire was blazing. Um, so it was just very, very scary and very, very quick. There was no time to think. It was just literally flight or fight. And it was just go. All we could think of was just keep going. You did the right thing and the sensible thing to do and to get as far away as you could. Your son, you mentioned him there, Brandon. He had something in the car. Oh, he, you know, God love him. He was like, he had his Nintendo Switch and his games and everything in the, we had obviously had put in the booth. And I said, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And I was hugging him, like trying to console him. He was crying anyway because he was shocked. Um, I said, we can replace them. It doesn't matter. It does not. We'll get them. We'll get them for you again. But, um, yeah, you know, I think he realises now that we're we're all lucky and it doesn't matter because we always said that if there was ever a situation, even at home, the one thing you do is you get out and you stay out and you don't go back for anything because things can be replaced, people can't. Absolutely. Life is the important thing. Everything else is irreplaceable, as you said. Now, when it happened and you stand away and the car is gutted, what happened from there? Did you call the emergency services? I 
called them straight away. I, my hands were shaking. I was trying to get my key lock even. I couldn't even get my PIN number into my phone, but I had rang them straight away. And um, yeah, we had called it in. And as, as, as I was on the phone, an ambulance pulled in and they, um, they had called it in as well. They didn't realise that I was on the phone. So they called it in as well. And the guy I was talking to, the, I had put him then onto the ambulance man because I wasn't sure which junction we were at. So um, he gave me back the phone then and they stayed with us until the fire, fire services came because obviously to keep us safe from other traffic com- coming. Yes, and this is a busy road. It's a very busy road. And like that, we didn't, it was only afterwards then that we thought, my God, if anybody else even coming along had been hurt because there was a few explosions from the car and we could hear the bangs and what have you. Now, luckily enough, nothing, well, we could, stuff popped out from behind, but nobody else oncoming traffic was hurt. Thank God. So the M3, busy at that stage. Did anyone else pull in or were you sort of feeling that you were on your no, own? Um, no, two people, I think, had pulled in uh, at different stages um, and asked, are we OK? And in the meantime, after I got off the phone from 999, I had rang my sister-in-law and asked her to come and get us. So we had, we knew they were coming. They were, they were, they were coming from Cal. So we still had to wait, but we couldn't. We couldn't move anyway because we were waiting on the fire brigade to come. So trip abandoned, but life saved all round, which is yeah. the great news from this one. I take it you headed back home and uh, reflected on what had just happened. We did. We did. We went straight home um, and just literally couldn't believe it. It was um, even Sunday, just can't just thinking about it. It was just crazy. Just um, very, very lucky. Very lucky indeed, but all's well that ends well. Uh, unprecedented, really. You hadn't m- much bother with the car ever before, no? No, 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 no. Just came out an hour. It's a warning, isn't it, to people that if anything like this happens, the first procedure is just to get out and get away. Get out and get away, yeah, that's it. That's it. So will you be back on the road shortly or have you had time to talk to the insurance people or whatever? Um, I have been on to the insurance. Um, we are, the car at the moment, as far as I'm aware, is gone to Dundalk um, to be checked. You now it's literally good. good. There's not much left of it. Um, and we're meeting up with an insurance guy today. He's meeting us today, I think after four, to go through to make a statement, tell him what happened, um, show him photographs and um, take it from there. But as far as I'm aware, um, they have said to us, in there's a booklet you obviously get with your insurance, which no offence, when I'm ringing up for insurance, I always ask when we're covered for fully comprehensive insurance, um, are we covered for fire brigade, wind screen, you know, your general yep. insurance policy. Um, but I didn't, obviously, I didn't look in the little books that you get with it. And obviously, when, it, when he had said they only cover you for €150 Euro for any personal belongings that's in a car. So um, that was a bit of a shock now because even, I mean, we, we wouldn't necessarily always be having that much. It was because we were going for the weekend. Um, but even, I was only thinking if you were going into a normal shop to go in and buy, you could go in and buy a television in a shop and, or you could go in and buy something else and have that in your car. And if your car went up, you're not actually covered. So it's just for people to be mindful, to check their insurance policy and just to make sure that they know exactly what's covered. Um, Stephen's phone was in the car. There was other stuff in the car that, again, can be replaced. But just with insurance, just be very, very careful. It's a good point to make as well in, in hindsight. 
We wish you well. Hopefully you'll be all back on the road shortly and safely. And uh, mention again your children, Brandon and Casey, uh, their aunt Michelle, and of course your husband, Stephen, and yourself, Sharon, who all live to tell the tale, which is the important matter. Hope everything works out well for you in the insurance scenario. And thank God, life wasn't lost on the M3 last weekend. Thanks very much. Yes, indeed. Uh, a close shave there for the Byrne family, but all's well that ends well. But a cautionary tale, and if anything like that happens, do step away. That is the message. Uh, life is not replaceable. Everything else is. Just like to mention that the charity concert, which was due to take place tonight in St Finbar's Church, Carrigmacross, has been postponed. A statement issued by the Cantamus Chamber Choir this morning confirmed that it couldn't go ahead. It's in aid of the Parents Autism Support Group, but sadly a member of the choir suffered a bereavement and that will be rescheduled. So if you were scheduled to go tonight to St Finbar's Church in Carrigmacross, it's not on. Look out for a new date there. Want to wish our colleague Sinead Brazel all the very best in the jungle tonight. Yes, she's on stage in the Barbican. Too late now, Sinead, to warm your way out of it. You have to do it at this stage. We wish you well and hopefully you'll carry home the bacon and we'll be talking about it here on LMFM Radio next week. want to say my thank yous as usual at the end of another week. Big thank you to my producer Louise Walsh. Couldn't do this without her. To you, our listeners who join us every day. To all our guests who popped into us during the week as well. We really do appreciate it. The weather's looking good for the weekend. The temperatures are up. Go out and enjoy it. And hopefully the uh, portents of summer are starting to appear on Midsummer's Day, the longest day of the year. Yes, we'd really hurt without you, our listeners, Monday to Friday. So I think this is the one to leave you with this Friday. Yes, it's Mr Billy Ocean and a classic, Love Really Hurts Without You. We'll see you Monday at half one. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.